Hello, good evening and welcome back to the Bundesliga show brought to you by Over the Bar. Uh, we're back tonight for our featured four show reviewing match day four of Bundesliga. Looking forward to getting stuck into our games this evening. Uh, how are you, Mark? You're uh, just back just back from your long trip away, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it seems as though like every show I'm doing from a different location at the moment, doesn't I? But yeah, I'm back in DE nowadays. Uh, so yeah, for the foreseeable, obviously no holidays planned for a good while now. I'm pretty much exhausted on my holidays for the year. So <laughs> yeah, it's going to be uh, basically all Bundesliga show for from here on in, really. <laughs> Good stuff, good stuff. Um, so, yeah, before we get cracking, of course, we are in association with our two partners this season, Bundesliga Boxes and Bully News. So, obviously, Bundesliga Boxes um, are, you know, the go-to company for genuine, authentic German football T-shirts. A couple just sat behind me right here that I've got off them in, in the years of uh, going with them. So, brilliant to have them on board. And, of course, Bully News, who we do all our fantasy football videos with, is proving to be incredibly popular this season which is brilliant so good stuff thank you both uh for being our partners again this season and indeed please do drop us a a like on the video um if your team's done well this uh this weekend just gone let us know comment along come in and say hello no footy on the box as a as i've mentioned on twitter um earlier on today so come come along join us say hello whether you agree with our ordering of the games or anything else obviously just drop drop in and say hello that'd be brilliant and of course please do subscribe we're uh, we're closing in on 650 now uh, which is really nice but obviously we have our eyes set on much bigger figures so yeah if you're new to the channel make sure you uh, you drop us a like and subscribe as well to make sure you don't miss out on any of the content that we've got coming out at the moment we did three videos last week actually so uh, I had a brilliant chat with Halb Veer, uh, Fergal of Halb Veer, which is great fun last week obviously we had our Fancy football, of course, goes without saying, and our brand new type uh, monthly show, which is our top 10 um, series that we're doing once a month. And we started off with strikers, best strikers in the Bundesliga since the year 2000. So make sure you go check that out and let us know your thoughts on that one. But uh, over to you then, Mark, to start our countdown for, uh, for match, match week four's fourth place in our list. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So obviously, again, um, I'll just bring up the the scores as well on on the bottom, as you can see. Yeah. So, yeah, Freiburg started off the weekend with a one nil win, and then yeah, Leipzig getting the first win of the season actually with uh, via a double from Nkunku, defeating still winless Wolfsburg. Leverkusen with that three nil win in Mainz. Hoffenheim continued their good start with a 1-0 win over Augsburg. They're on three wins from four, nine points now. So, good start for them and their new manager. Dortmund, three wins from four as well. A first goal from Anthony Modest getting a win over still winless Hertha Berlin. Union with that 6-1 win that we'll talk about, not surprising, a little bit more later. Ridiculous result, really, that one, wasn't it? Massive win. Then, yeah, obviously Bayern Munich closing off the Saturday with a one-all draw against Gladbach. The first time they've dropped points, I think, let's be honest, pretty much thanks to Sommer and also a backs-to-the-wall effort from Gladbach, who once again deny um, Bayern Munich the win, incredibly. Then, yeah, moving on to Sunday, there was a rare nil-nil. I always say that when there's a nil-nil, don't I? But there aren't many nil-nils in the Bundesliga. It was between FC Köln and Stuttgart. Probably shouldn't have been nil-nil, should it, Rory? Especially if you're a Stuttgart fan, but it was in the end nil-nil. Then, yeah, closing off um, 
yeah, Sunday with that ridiculous 4-3 win for Frankfurt over Werder Bremen. So, yeah, let's start off our individual countdown as well with, yeah, what some people might be surprised that we decided to plumb for this game in the top four. But, yeah, for me, I think both me and Rory agreed that it was a fantastic game. I think, Rory, you watched this game live, didn't you? I watched it on replay. But at the time, I thought 1-0, really, a goal through a penalty. But, like, then I watched the highlights and I realised exactly what Rory meant. I mean, it was an absolute humdinger of a match, really, wasn't it? And for me, I think Bolcom can consider themselves very unlucky, really, to come away from this game still without a point on the board, really. I mean, just wasn't to be for them. And I think we often say in football, don't we, the teams down at the bottom they just don't get the rub of the green and for me this was a case of that against uh, a very very good SC Freiburg side but I don't think they really played at the very top of the game on Friday night but they still got the win yeah early on the game actually it was Bolcom who started the better as well that man Osano who looks to be probably Bolcom's best attacking player this season doesn't he obviously he finished last season really well the Japanese international he had a really really good shot from Flecken Obviously, Flecken did obviously earn a lot of um, praise as well from Christian Strike after the game. Obviously, his last home game was that horrendous error against Dortmund. But he was one of the men of the match, really, if not the man of the match, let's be honest, for, for, for Freiburg. Forced a good save from him early doors. But then it was back for, obviously, Freiburg started to play a lot better then. And that man, Grigoric, uh, obviously, he started quite well, hasn't he, really, in a, a show. He was causing problems for the Balkan defence. Bolkum going with Heinz and Masovic as that centre-half partnership. They've not really found a centre-half partnership that works this season so far, obviously, after losing a few key players, Leach and uh, obviously Bella Kotchap as well. That was the first choice centre-half partnership last season, but neither of them are still at the club. But yeah, I think the big chance of the first half really fell to that man, Salai. Like it was a bit of a, a kind of scramble in front of the goal. And then he just, he should have knocked it in, really. He had all the space of the goal to aim for. And he just smashed it wide, basically. A poor miss, really, from Salai. But Freiburg didn't do that much in the first half. A few half chances. But I would say Bolcom, you know, they look quite comfortable. And obviously, one thing I haven't mentioned is the rain as well in the southwest of Germany for this game. I think, Rory, you texted me about half an hour before the game saying you thought it was going to get called off. I, I was out at the time. But <laughs> yeah, yeah then I obviously yeah, realised that the game had started. But yeah, I watched the highlights and it, there were times when it looked like they were playing on a, a pool in a swimming pool, let's be honest there. But to be honest, considering the weather conditions, it was a great game. But it did go in at halftime at nil-nil, Roy. And I would say really the second half was really where most of the action happened, wasn't it? Yeah, there was some, um, obviously some crazy kind of spells of play that happened in the second half. May, obviously, it might be owing to the weather. But um, yeah, Freiburg are obviously out, out to kind of obviously get themselves um uh, an even you know more extended lead um but they, they just couldn't do it um and yeah for, for me they they looked comfortable in parts but also you know Balkan came forward at, at times and looked like they were going to kind of do a bit of a smash and grab and um, obviously the the Balkan Messi Garrett Holtman was um con- consider himself very unlucky he hit the Hit the the post once, uh, cutting inside, had a good effort, which smashed off the left-hand post and out. Um, and then later on, right at the end of the game, he had a chance where he's picked out at the back post from a free kick. Very poor marking from Freiburg, uncharacteristically. Um, and he had a shot which was deflected onto the bar and out. Um, but in between this, there are some 
crazy misses from Freiburg. Um, <laughs> uh, well, obviously, they got forward ones, and obviously the one that sticks out from people that have probably seen the shorter highlights is the, the chance that fell to Gregorovic. Uh, um, I think it was a deflected shot from Grifo, so he got his head onto it, brilliantly saved um, by Ryman, and then he had his chance to follow it, which he smashed onto the post, which then fell to Grifo, and his shot then was saved by Ryman, and Obviously, that compared to the one that they had in the first half, just just crazy how they managed to score. Um, uh, obviously, at least on one occasion in the first half or the second half via that method, um, and and obviously they had a really good chance. Was well, it a, a man-made chance? The fact uh, super sub Niels Peterson came on, brought down a long ball uh, off his chest. I think he hit on the half volley, smashed against the bar and out. Um, so well, the, the upright was hit at least twice for, for both teams. Um, and yeah, it was a really exciting second half of the fact, like you say, it, it finished 1-0. And on the face of it, you know, it, you kind of think, oh, well, it's not really the most entertaining game. But obviously, if you watched it live, you would really enjoyed it like I did. Um, so yeah, important for Freiburg for their sake that they held on. Uh, their impressive start continues. Really, really pleased how well they're doing um there's some good performances out there but i think their forwards their forward line the likes of grifo doan gregorovic uh salai they probably would have been disappointed to have yeah only got that one goal from a missed penalty um which it took grifo three attempts just to get that one in the back of the net so ryman ryman would have such a good game because he had he didn't have his best he hasn't had his best starts the season ryman um um, but he gave away the penalty as well, but he saved it. So, you know, he's a bit of hero to zero, but he had a really good game overall. So I kind of feel sorry for him in that context that um, he was on the losing side because he made some terrific saves. Uh, but yeah, entertaining game to kickstart the weekend. Brilliant start for Freiburg. Bolcom just look, they try, you know, they huffed and they puffed, as you mentioned, Asano, Holtman, uh, obviously Simon Zola. Uh, but yeah, they just can't can't get that. That W, all that, you know, all that point just at the moment. So they're looking like they're struggling a little bit, Balkan, but they'll be, um, Mark, you know, obviously Rice will be a lot more happier with the, the performance. There's a lot of confusion and um, speculation, Marker, about his future as well. Um, Thomas Rice, in terms of Balkan, I think they offered him a contract extension, but the terms weren't accepted. So that's obviously got to be another thing that's in the air. So a couple of things that Bolton need to kind of sort out within their own house and maybe that will help with performances on the pitch. Yeah, I think it's just incredible. Like Bolton are one of those sides that didn't want last season to finish at all, did they? You know, I mean, they got that famous win against rivals Dortmund. They got a win over Bayern Munich, scoring four goals in both of those games. But, you know, it just proves that, you know, the, the summer transfer window wasn't kind to Bolton at all, let's be honest. You know, they lost a plethora of key players, all, quite a few of them to, like, bottom half rivals in the Bundesliga as well. That's the other problem. And, you know, the, for me, they haven't, there's no real signings in there that have really stuck out and said, yeah, he's a great signing, you know. But I think, obviously, the, this was the best performance of the season. No one will deny that. They created chances. They looked like a side that could score goals in this game. But... Ultimately, it's still a loss, you know, and as you say, the longer that it goes without a win, you're going to start looking at comparisons with Furt from last season, who famously only had one point from, was it the first 10 or 11 games? And they were pretty much relegated at, at that point, really, you know, so Bolcom are going to have to get a win 
before long. But, you know, it's a tough Bundesliga this year and it, there's no easy game. So, you know, obviously battered last week against uh, Bayern and then obviously very, very tough game against Freiburg, one of the up-and-coming sides in the Bundesliga, no question about that. So, yeah, we'll just have to see where they can go. As for Freiburg, it's another win. They're just getting so good at winning games of football, aren't they? They won a lot of games last season. They're already on a 75% win rate this season. And, you know, you just can't see them stopping at the moment, that's for sure. Okay, so let's move on to game number three. So it was, you know, some people might be a bit surprised at this result because obviously Mainz before the game had seven points from the first three games, were unbeaten and had only conceded two goals in the first three games. Meanwhile, Leverkusen had had a complete and utter nightmare, let's be honest, eliminated from the cup after uh, losing to a non-league team. And then obviously uh, losing the first three games, including a 3-0 home schooling against Hoffenheim last week. But yeah, this was the absolute perfect. Obviously, there have been some questions about Coane's future as well. You know, Leverkusen are a side with big ambitions. You know, they don't expect to be sitting bottom of the table after three games. But yeah, they, they came back with a performance that basically showed that they're still fighting for Coane. And, you know, I do believe that they will turn it round. I think actually early on in the game, I would say Mainz were the better side, to be honest with you. You know, we know that Mainz are a very, very good home side in general. They, they like to kind of attack or play on the front foot. They had a couple of half chances through the, the form man on his seawall. I think he's already on three or four goals for this season, isn't he? But yeah, he had a couple of chances early on in the game. Johnny Burkhart as well, I think making his first start of the season, he'd missed the first uh, two or three games through a knock. And ironically, it was actually him who, they didn't give it to him as an own goal, but to be honest, yeah. it should have been, shouldn't yeah, it, should have been. I mean, yeah. it was a shot from Palacios from absolutely miles out. It was going miles wide for me. And it hits Burkhart, not quite on the line, but maybe a couple of yards out. It hits yeah. him hard. There's nothing he can do. And it ricochets past Zentner into the back of the net. And let's be honest, that was the bit of luck that Leverkusen needed. And that's what they got to get themselves in front in this game because they probably didn't deserve to be in front at that point. But then they reacted exactly how you would want them to react, that's for sure. And it was that man, Diaby, who pretty much... Uh, sealed the game round about the halfway mark, uh, the half hour mark. He absolutely brilliant, world class piece of skill from him to completely take out Leach and Hack out of the game completely. A great little dummy, and he had Hack reeling. A good defender, Alexander Hack as well, but he had him completely reeling. He ran through on goal, looked as though he would take the shot, but. You know, I often respect players who will square the ball, and that's what he did. He squared the ball to, for the kind of FIFA goal, as I often call it, really. Yeah. He's played the square pass across, and Frimpong, one of the stars of last season, was there just to tap home an empty net, really. Sentner was taken out of the game. And, you know, I, I always respect a player who will do that, you know, because for me, most players will sh take the shot there. Uh, in Diaby's position because he had a lot of time, a lot of space. He would definitely hit the target, but he, he put his team first ahead of personal mm -hmm. glory. And, you know, absolutely fantastic football to make it 2-0. And then before long again, it was even 3-0. And it was that man Frimpong again. Mainz didn't defend well in this game at all, I'm going to be honest with you. And Leach and uh, Hack both had good starts to the season, but it, this wasn't their day for either player. And once again, it was a mistake from Hack on pretty much on the edge of his area. He gave the ball away to Frimpong, who did really, for a right back, he did outstandingly well to take the ball round goalkeeper Zentner and finish in comfortably into the back of the net. 
The fans of Leverkusen were going crazy behind the goal. They realised they got the win sealed pretty much before half-time, didn't they? Then, Rory, I guess the second half was pretty much of a procession, really, apart from a few incidents, really. Yeah, obviously, um, well, Svensson made, I think, three half-time changes in order to try and change the game in his side's favour. Um, not something that they're probably used to, being 3-0 down at home. They're such a good um, side that, you know, does well in front of their own fans. And I guess they were given a bit of encouragement by the fact that Leverkusen obviously had a couple of men sent off, although the first of which in Capier um, was sent off with about 15 minutes ago. So I guess, you know, relatively speaking, there wasn't maybe enough time to turn it around. Uh, Aaron Martin had a really good strike that hit the bar. Good effort from him. Uh, I think, again, as you mentioned, Mark Onisiwo had um, a chance where he turned to, uh, where he fired wide basically on the turn and I think there was a few other chances those minds did obviously push forward um, but they obviously couldn't get the job done uh, and just in time for Leverkusen to well I mean obviously they'll be buzzing that they got the win uh, but having two fullbacks sent off in the space of 15 minutes does not help you for the next for the next week does it so yeah. in Capier two yellow cards within the space of 15 minutes I think it roughly was and then Mitchell Backer got himself sent off the second of which was deemed to be a bit of an elbow um, in the face of, I can't remember who the Mines player was, but yeah, that was very strange and not entirely ideal for Leverkusen obviously going forward into their next game. But obviously the most important thing was them getting the three points. So yeah, they'll be thrilled with that. I think it was oddly enough, probably the shock of the weekend um, in terms of obviously not a lot of people would have backed Leverkusen on that form to go, away to mines and wins. So, yeah, they're incredibly important that they've got their season up and running. Um, you know, they've got a big season ahead of them. Champions League football, obviously the group stage has already been drawn for them, so they'll be looking forward to getting stuck into that. And realistically, they do have a chance of getting out of that. So if they can turn their form around, you know, get Florian Ver Florian Verse is just so crucial to them, isn't he? What, you know, whatever they do positive, he is incredibly important. Uh, good confidence boost for Diaby, obviously getting a really good assist. Um and obviously, Fringpong was was huge for them as well last season. So, a couple of their big players, if they can hit form um, over these next couple of weeks, then I'm sure they can still well rescue this season. I don't say that obviously after four games, the season isn't lost by any stretch. Um, but yeah, very much important win. Bit of a shock because mines have been so good away from home so uh, so early on this season. So, really shocked by that. But Bo Svensson's men will come again, I'm sure, and uh, get that home record back on track. So, yeah, entertaining game and a much-needed win for Leverkusen. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, Rory, about the two red cards, because I, I was following the scores and I was like, how can you get two red cards being 3-0 up? You know, I mean, it, it is just clumsy, isn't it? Because, you know, like, uh, Backer, he, he's not everyone's cup of tea, Backer, but he does offer a lot from wing-back, and he? he? did make a couple of errors in the first half. He almost gave a goal. I didn't mention it, actually, to Vidmer, I think at nil-nil, actually. Like, he made an absolute mess-up of a high ball, and Vidmer, my man, my fancy football man, kind of, he usually puts them away, actually, when he gets a chance in front of goal, but he kind of sliced it straight to the, the Hrdatsky. But yeah, I think great result for Leverkusen. They're going to be happy. I think obviously Sioani is going to be feeling a lot better on that on that train home or that coach home or whatever they take these days. But yeah, 
good win for them. Mines, as you say, nothing to worry about. They've already got two wins on the board very early on in the season. I'm sure they'll be back. It just wasn't a good day defensively for Mines, really. That was the problem. And usually defence is like probably their strong point, you would say. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, let's move on. So, yeah, I guess there were two games where I think everyone really looking at the scores is going to know what our top two are. I think couldn't be anything different, really, could it? There were two absolutely brilliant games of football this weekend. And the first one of them, well, unless you're a Schalke fan, you know, let's be honest. I don't think many Schalke fans will be saying this was a brilliant game of football, but they were involved with a 6-1 schooling at home against just that team that just, no matter what you throw at them, they just bring more and more and more, don't they? Union Berlin, you know, I mean, they are just that team of, probably one of the best run football clubs in Europe as far as I'm concerned. I think along with Freiburg, absolutely brilliant the, the business they do. And it was actually one of their new signings who got them off the mark as well. Yeah, probably their kind of marquee signing really paid five million euros for Martin Forsby. Mm. Let's be honest, not the best defending at all, was it, from Schalke very, very early on in the game. They'd actually made quite a positive start, but they just allow a header to come in from the side, don't they? They don't deal with it properly. And Thorsby just kind of, he gets ahead on it, but I don't really think he's going to score, but it just kind of like creeps into the back of the net, doesn't it, for his first goal for Union Berlin. Yeah. You know, obviously uh, fans going crazy right in front of the uh, Union fans. Well, I think there was a bit of an incident with a cameraman as well. Did you see that, Rory, where he kind of like slipped over and fell down a tunnel? There was a bit of concern, <laughs> yeah. really, yeah, after that first goal, yeah. There was a little bit of concern amongst the, the cameramen. But yeah, he recovered fine in the end. But actually, yeah, and then it was Schalke who were having most of the play after that. I think Boulter was causing quite a few problems. Even yeah. Tiroda as well was causing a few problems. He's like a kind of fighter Bundesliga legend, really, Tiroda. Like every time we have the fighter guys on, they always mention him, don't they? So I'm looking forward to seeing how he's going to do. But it, this wasn't his day and that's for sure. He missed a few chances through headers, had a shot woefully screwed wide. But then there was a penalty shout uh, a few minutes early for a handball, which was waved away. And then it was actually a penalty uh, for handball that gave, gave Schalke away back into this football match. And I'm going to be honest with you, Union, they don't do a lot of stupid stuff. But Robin Knocher, what was he yeah. doing here? Like It was just a, one of those long diagonal balls that came into the box. Usually it's bread and butter for the Union Berlin defence. But for some reason, Knocher's got his hand right up, hasn't he? And it just hits him. I think the refs even thinking, come on, man, you can't give a penalty away for that. But he has to give a penalty, doesn't he, really? Because it's yeah. just, but it's absolutely clumsy, correct decision, even though it's as bad a penalty you're going to give away ever, really. And then that man, Marias Bulter, a good penalty taker, comfortably put it home for a one all At the time, you probably say it was deserved, really, for the home side. Mm -hmm. But then they didn't remain parity for long, which has been the story of Schalke's last few years, really, hadn't it? Let's be honest. And it was uh, it was that man, Geraldo Becker, one of my favourite players at the moment in the Bundesliga. But it was a bit of a scrappy one, wasn't it? it was, yeah, honest. it was lucky, yeah. It came in from uh, Jordan and it just kind of hits uh, Becker and just spins in past the, I'm going to be honest, he's a bit of a hapless goalkeeper, Schvoloff, really. He's not my favourite keeper in the Bundesliga. That's he's in sure. my fantasy team, what are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> he was recommended to us, that's what he was. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I had him in the first week and I didn't fancy him after, just, after the first game, to be honest. But yeah, he, he kind of, you know, you're thinking... 
it's unlucky, but it's going very, very slowly towards the bottom corner. And could he get across a bit better, really? For me, yes, he could. It was a little bit unlucky, but that puts the gives Union Berlin the lead again. And they never went on to kind of squander the lead. And actually, just before half time, again, you could look at this third goal two ways, couldn't you? From Yannick Harbour, who, by the way, has, has been a really good free signing from Freiburg as well so far. Yeah, yeah. He hits it brilliantly, he does really well. Nine times out of 10, these shots, when they come to you at the edge of the box, they sky them into Rosette, don't they? He does absolutely brilliantly to like get that really nice aesthetic strike where he hits it towards the goalkeeper. But I'm sorry, but Shvalov has to be saving this, you know, like it, he gets both hands on it and still manages to palm it into the top of the net. And I think you're you're thinking you've scored a screamer, do you know what I mean? And I don't blame him. I would celebrate that one like I've scored a screamer as well. But if you Shvalov, you're just thinking, my God, what have I done? You know, because uh, yeah. do you think I'm being harsh there, Rory, or do you think you should have saved it? I think the only thing that you can probably say, I've only I've only seen it probably from the one angle, but it, it might be that Schwalov sees it quite late, hmm. but obviously he's got to it. So, hmm. you know, may, maybe I'm making an excuse for him. Hmm. But I think he can be counted. It depends, obviously, how harsh you're feeling, I guess. Um, <laughs> I think he's probably got unlucky on two occasions, but, I, you know, I understand what you're saying in terms of, Maybe another goalkeeper keeps them both out. Who knows? He's got to save at least one of them. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Keep yeah. them in the game at half time. You don't know what's going yeah. to happen. Yeah, that's obviously a killer going into the second half just before half time, isn't it? Yeah. So that, that makes it 3 1. Yeah. And yeah, three, three more goals would um, proceed uh, for Union. Um, so what we had, uh, we had 4 1 um, after a good bit of play by. Um, Dodeki, um, who kind of powered a header into the path of Jordan Pifuk or Sibachu, um, but he lost the ball, but it fell really kindly again for Becker. So yeah, I'm kind of thinking a lot of these goals are kind of preventable, but also kind of lucky for Union in a certain way. But Becker finishes really well for 4-1. Um, and obviously that's, if 3-1 wasn't game over, then obviously indeed that was. Thorsby then hit the... Um, hit the crossbar after that uh, as well. So more chances falling for Union. Uh, and then a late brace for the super sub, another super sub right now, um, especially for uh, obviously Union since he's come back uh, from his from his loan move, I think it was. So Sven Mitchell came on. Um, the fifth goal was a bit, obviously it was a mistake from Schalke. The defender missed the long ball forward and Mitchell went through on goal and, and managed to kind of half scuff his finish. Uh, Pass Sholoff for 5-1, and then there was still time for the sixth. Another long ball which was flicked on, and it, uh, credit to Mitchell. This, uh, I think, has to be the best of the six goals. His his kind of half volley, smashed it beyond Sholoff. Didn't have a have a hell of a chance with that one. Um, really clean strike to make it 6-1. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's beyond kind of the point of saying now we're surprised by what Union are doing. Um they kind of just it just kind of feels natural now, doesn't it? That they are part of the furniture in in that kind of top seven or eight teams in the Bundesliga. Like it's kind of like a changing of the guard, I guess. Like you know, going to Gelsenkirchen, Schalke is such a huge history in the German game. Really well attended. Obviously, they're sorting themselves back out now, having um, you know been down in the doldrums and, and poorly run for the last few years and. You know, it'll take them a little bit of time to get themselves back to where they want to be. But Union are just, yeah, um, 
playing such good stuff and and know how to how to get over the line. They're scoring goals. Uh, they were so good against Leipzig, and they've carried this form on uh, to this weekend to really really hammer it home against Schalke. So. You know, join, join top of the Bundesliga. What else can you say? Fantastic start from them. Long may it continue. And what about what about next weekend's game? Top of the table clash with Bayern Munich in Berlin. Doesn't get much better than that. So fingers crossed. Can, can Union continue their unbeaten record of 11 games, which I think is the longest running unbeaten run in the Bundesliga at the moment? And is there... Uh, it's, you know, their breaking records is in. That's the longest run they've ever gone on as well. So breaking records, us Fisher's men, sublime. Love what they're doing. Yeah, they're just a ridiculous side, aren't they? And I think you were complaining to me, Rory, that Jordan, I, I still don't know what, the, the Bundesliga always call him Jordan, but I've also heard Pifuk and Sipacu. I think we yeah, still need yeah. to settle on a name that we're going to call him, but he's not really scoring that many goals, but he's a real handful going forward. And I think he was one of the, man, he was brilliant in this game, actually, just causing so much trouble for the Schalke back four. You know, Yoshida, who I was actually kind of raving about, I thought he was a really good sign. He's not really, he had a poor game, a really yeah. poor game. And I think is is obviously centre back partner Tiao as well. Also, just holding as well. Sorry, Tiao's just left as well. Schalke, they, I think he's gone. Um, where, has where he left as a result of that? Jeez, yeah. I think he's mm. gone somewhere else. Uh, he's he's definitely left the club on a transfer. Yeah. I just forget the mm. team that he's gone to. He might even be Nottingham Forest. Forest is signing him. Really, jeez. After that performance, I'm not sure anyone's getting a good deal. To be honest with you, but yeah, you know, Forest seem to love the Bundesliga, don't they? That's for sure. And I think yeah, you know, a lot of you see, a lot of leagues do because you know there's a lot of good players in the Bundesliga, and yeah. But I think, yeah, this was a poor performance from Schalke. But I'll be honest with you, there are some concerns for them. I think apart from Salazar, I've not really seen that many players that have impressed me this season for them so far. And I think they are going to be down there. I think we decided that they probably would go down, didn't we, Rory? I think we had them and Boca. Was it? Did we go for Bolcom in the end on our predictions? I think, yeah. It's. Um, I know I had. I think I had. Um, them to really struggle this year because I thought Verder had a slightly better side and it's proving that way as things stand really but Union is such a tough test and I just think the way that they're prepared for games Urs Fischer is one of the best managers in the Bundesliga no question about that he, he gets them fired up he only signs players that are 100% behind the cause and every year you see his signings coming good Harbour has been good I think Pifuk has also been good so far, even though he's not really got the goals necessarily, but he's been good, works hard, he's really fired up. And it, they just decide they just never. I think also that the centre half has impressed me too. I quite like Diogo Leita as well that they got from Portugal. I think he's looked good, very, very solid at the back. And it's just, mm -hmm. you know, they, they just always have the answers, don't they, this side? And they're going to have another really, really good scene. I think Renault, the goalkeeper, is a really, really good replacement for obviously Luter, who was their long-term goalkeeper. It's just, they just really pull signings out of nowhere, don't they? And they show a lot of much bigger clubs how to operate a football club, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, yeah, let, let's move on. So, yeah, another fantastic game involving a newly promoted side as well. Seems strange talking about Verder as a newly promoted side, but they are... But they were beaten in this game in a very, very good game of football. This was a really, really enjoyable game of football, especially the first half, wasn't it? Which was just complete bedlam, really, for both sides. I think we saw the best of both sides in this first half, really. I'm going to say that. Yeah, it only took a couple of minutes to break the deadlock. And it was that man, Mario Goetze. But 
I'm not going to give him the most credit for the goal because for me, the, the credit has to go to who for me was the man of the match, Randall Colo Morane. Uh, I do like him. I've seen him a couple of times so far this season. I think he's going to have a really big season. He's already keeping Bore out of the team, which is a bit yeah. worrying to Bore, but he deserves it as well from what I've seen so far. And he got an absolutely brilliant assist, just dribbles past like loads of uh, Verde defenders, gets a really good ball into the centre and Good. So with a clean finish, but again, the goalkeeper has got to do a little bit better for me. It is quite central and Pavlenka just kind of, yeah, he just lets it go through, doesn't he? Another keeper that isn't exactly top of my Christmas card list, Yuri Pavlenka, after his last stint in the Bundesliga. But yeah, <laughs> this for me wasn't the best piece of goalkeeping, but it is a good goal from a Frankfurt perspective, that's for sure. It's a great assist, a great strike. Mario Goethe's first goal back in the Bundesliga. Great to see him getting amongst the goals. But it wasn't long before Verde were actually in front as well. So this was on two minutes. And by 18 minutes, Verde were already in front. The first one was just a kind of poor clearance out from the back. Uh, from Frankfurt. And then a really good finish from Anthony Young. He just kind of hits it first time, like very, very nice into the bottom corner. Like It's one of those shots that has to be perfect unless the keeper saves it. But he kind of smashes it in. Verde fans are going crazy. Fantastic uh, game so far. And then just a few minutes after that, it's just a kind of a harmless free kick really coming in from halfway inside the Frankfurt half. And it's actually bitten caught with a looping header. It's not yeah. often you hear that, is it? I mean, it's um, the kick takes everyone by surprise because Trapp seems to think it's going over the bar to me and it just kind of dips just underneath. Not the best goalkeeping either there from Trap. I'm going to be honest. I think he could have done a little bit better with that one, although yeah. I'm going in a bit hard on the goalkeepers. You're on a mission tonight, you are. But I've got to say, I've got to say, uh, Verda, they've shown a lot of character so far this season. This was more character, and it makes me think, you know, they've got more than enough to stay in the Bundesliga and maybe even finish round about mid-table from what I've seen so far. But it wasn't to be for Verder in the game. They did lead for just a few minutes. Actually, Kamada already had a goal disallowed, actually, before uh, Frankfurt did eventually level. It was actually an offside against that man, uh, Moani, uh, just offside. It was one of them where yeah, a little bit unlucky from Frankfurt after a Kamada finish. But it was that man, Randall Colo Moani, who got them level. And it was, again, brilliant play. Like He kind of reminds me of Mark Viduka at his, at his peak, really. He's not got much pace, but brilliant strength and dribbling. And he just goes past loads of defenders again. And he just yeah. like finishes brilliantly. He just chips over Pavlenka. And he makes it look easy, doesn't he, for his first Bundesliga. No, actually, his second Bundesliga goal, because he got his first against Bayern on the yeah. opening day of the season. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's already got a goal and assist inside 32 minutes. Fantastic for him. Then, you know, that man Lindstrom misses a couple of chances. And we're just thinking, I was watching this game and thinking, you know, Lindstrom, he's such a good player, but he just needs to work on his finishing. And sure enough, on 39 minutes, he produces one of his best Bundesliga finishes. Again, he's sent away. Pavlenka comes out and it looks as though like he's gonna, it's not going to make it, but he chips the ball really high over Pavlenka and it just kind of fits neatly into the bottom corner. It's a really good finish from Jesper Lindstrom, you know, yeah. a player I'm really looking forward to seeing more of this season. And so as it happens, Frankfurt lead 3-2 at half time and then Rory, the second half wasn't bad either, was it? 
Yeah, it wasn't half bad. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Um, so we got some early early goal action straight into the second half. Um, so any hopes or for for then of a further comeback were kind of diminished as um, some good hold up play in the box actually by Daichi Kamada. Um, he teed up his uh, well, not his midfield partner, but one of the players that he plays in midfield with, uh, which is Dibrul So, and he finished with a plum. Um, kind of like a top top right hand corner kind of curler, uh, really well kind of placed and positioned, and uh, obviously makes it four two. Um, so Verda kind of turned to their bench, uh, kind of looking for some impact from there to try and get themselves back into the game. So Buchanan, who's I think he came on and made an impact last week against Dortmund, he almost got himself uh, on the score sheet. They fired over from inside the box. Um, the the wing back visor who's had a really good start to this season also um kind of almost flicked the ball into uh the back of the net as well as I dragged his shot wide but um yeah it just didn't quite fall for Verda as much as they were piling on the pressure couldn't quite get that that third goal early enough but it would come yeah obviously in the shape of a penalty um it was uh I think it was Dusch who was fouled and his um his forward partner Nicholas Fulkrug uh, added to his goal-scoring tally uh, from the penalty spot after after the foul by Ndicka. Ndicka didn't have a great game in terms of being involved in a couple of um, a couple of the Verda goals. So Fulkrug put that one away, but there was no fourth goal and no um, Verda comeback for the second week in a row after their heroics against Dortmund last week. So disappointing for Verda, but they're... You know their first loss so far this season. They've not failed to score more two goals or uh, or more so far this season as well. Um, I think that's the one thing that I thought would have been a concern for Verda this season. Obviously, having seen full crew kind of fail, you know, in the main uh, when he was in the Bundesliga two seasons ago with Verda. Uh, Dusk obviously has you know had his good seasons in the Zweite Bundesliga, but. He started well, although he hasn't kind of seen the rewards from a goal-scoring point of view. He's had a, a good start to the season. And Verder have been really impressive, obviously being led by uh, by Bittencourt really well from that midfield perspective. So, yeah, impressed with what Verder have done so far. They'll consider themselves pretty unlucky not to get um, anything out of the game. But Frankfurt equally played quite well. I think it's the first time that we've really seen Frankfurt kind of... Um, cut loose in a way uh, but it's really good to see them scoring a few goals and I think uh, uh, we expected that um, sorry we expected Frankfurt to look like a really good team this season didn't we uh, we had high expectations of them had a tough start to the season you know it's not easy playing Real and Bayern in the in the space of what three four five days um, so they've got that out of the way and hopefully they're going to start building some confidence Colo Moani as you said Mark yeah brilliant kind of goals and assists from this game Looked like he was a, you know, had a positive impact on the game when he came on. Actually, in the Super Cup, you know, he looked lively um, when he came on for Frankfurt. So I'm not, I'm not surprised that he's had a really good impact so far on um, on the Frankfurt team. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can maybe get him and Bore in the same team, but obviously that depends on the formation that Glasner wants to to implement on the side. But yeah, really. Really entertaining game on a Sunday afternoon. Perfect. Uh, another perfect advertisement for, for the Bundesliga. Um, but yeah, just a fantastic game overall. So no wonder it was first on our list. 
Yeah, I definitely think for Frankfurt, it's mostly about uh, trying to find like a starting 11 that obviously Glasner's happy with because they have made quite a few signings, haven't they? I think one signing that we've not mentioned that I think could really improve the team is obviously Kostic obviously left, was it two weeks ago now? And they brought in Luca Pellegrini yeah, last yeah. week. And I think he had a really good debut. And I think he's some real quality at fullback that, to be honest, I think without Kostic, they were lacking a little bit because, you know, Lenz isn't... He's not a world beater, really, for me, you know. And I think uh, they did need, like, a better... Because you remember, most of um, Frankfurt's good players always come down that left-hand side, haven't they? Like, for years now with Kostic. And I think they did need a quality replacement for that. And I think Lenz is he's a good backup. And obviously, he does have some good games, but he's not, like, top level, is he, to, to start in this Frankfurt side. And I think Pellegrini is a real... I think they got him from Roma, didn't they? So, like, it's a real kind of high-profile signing, really. And I think, you know, Gertz is starting to find his feet a bit now. And I think if they can get Lindstrom back onto the form, and at Kamada, I'm, I'm happy to see Kamada back in the side as well. I always like Frankfurt more when he's starting. You know, and they have got quality off the bench as well, haven't they? They've got the likes of, you know, Bore, Alario, Knauf also came off the bench, which is a bit surprising. But he hadn't had the best start to the season, really, let's be honest, so far. But yeah, definitely. I think Frankfurt can still go on and push for that top four, which is where they'll expect to be round about European Europa League or Champions League places. Yeah, Blue, Danube, Danube Joe. To me, Frankfurt are the, in the most open Champions League group. Yeah, we will be talking more about the Champions League in, in future weeks and possibly doing some watch-alongs as well with that. But yeah, I think the fact that they obviously got the top seeding, yeah, it means that they're going to have a better chance because they've avoided any. I mean, I know they play Spurs, but you know, if they can turn Spurs over at home, then they're going to have a great chance of qualifying from that group. And I think it is possible they can qualify. And we do tend to see the best football in Europe, let's be honest, because, you know, they didn't exactly have a cakewalk of a run to the Europa League last year, did they? You know, they'd be oh, like Barcelona over to like a very highly rated West Ham side. I think some other strong teams as well. The Spanish they? side, wasn't there? Yeah, they did a Betis. Yeah, Betis, who I think finished fifth or something in La Liga last year. So, yeah, they beat some real quality sides. Now, I think we they can still enjoy a really good season this year. As for Verde, you know, good start to them. As you say, Rory, I thought they'd be kind of low-scoring games with Verde, but it's been anything but so far. Yeah. Like, they've been the entertainers of the season, really, in many ways so far. And, yeah, I think, obviously, new manager. We've not talked about him much, have we? Um no. Yeah, Olive Werner, but like he, yeah. he looks a bit of an animated character. He could be one to look out for this season. You know, he seems to have the fans behind him. And I can't profess to knowing that much about him as of yet, but he, he seems to be popular with the fans and seems to bring an entertaining, a vibrant style of football, which is certainly a far cry from the, the kind of dire days of Kohlfeldt. <laughs> Let's be honest. But yeah, anything else to add, Rory, before we close up? No, I don't think so. I think just a, a nod um, to kind of some future shows that we'll be doing. Uh, just to let you know, we may well possibly be doing a watch along on Friday. We'll keep you uh, keep you posted in regards to that one. Of course, we'll be bringing you our um, fancy football full show on Thursday. So um, you'll get a full 30 minutes from that. So we'll be going from goalkeepers to strikers. Um, and yeah, just... Uh, Another entertaining week of Bundesliga football, very enjoyable. So looking forward, looking forward to Thursday and possibly Friday. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, if you enjoyed what you saw today on uh, the Bundesliga show, then check out at Over the Bar FB and at Over the Bar Extra our Twitter channels. 
Remember to also check out our main site, which is otbfootball.net, where we've got more and more articles going up there every day about just about everything football related. Remember also to check out the Football League show on Friday nights as well. We cover Championship League One and League Two. So for all of you lower league junkies, then you've got to check that out. That's for sure. 72 football teams covered in one show. So yeah, check that out. That's for sure. Okay, and yeah, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our channel. As Rory said, we are really starting to make some nice progress on the subs channel. But also, you know, as you say, from a fan's perspective, we, we'd also be happy if you guys commented. We, we, we've really improved this season as well. We've been really happy with some of the comments we've gotten. We, as I always say pretty much every week, we really enjoy interacting with like-minded fans as well and people in the English community who want to talk, talk Bundesliga. So, yeah. Hope you enjoyed the show again, and we'll see you again on Thursday, guys. I'll feed us in. Bye bye. Cheers, all.